Remember the good old days when every party carried a 10-foot pole? You assumed every chest was a mimic, and the finale of every campaign was an apocalyptic battle against the demon prince at the gates of the abyss? Well, those days are back. On this podcast, we don't waste your time with cookie-cutter scenarios, ho-hum campaign settings, or NPCs asking you to kill the rats in their cellar. No! Each episode is 100% old-school high adventure, with monsters spawned in a nightmare, traps straight out of Grimtooth, and chaos portals that could hurl you into a thousand insane worlds. This is Mighty D. Greetings, listeners. Gimbo North the Gnome here. When we last left our story, the party, consisting of Nigel, the Dwarven Cleric, Albert, the Elf Sage, Irina, the Sentinel, and Abramovich, the one-armed barbarian, found themselves quarantined in a ramshackle tenement building that was believed to be the source of an outbreak of the bloody flux in Mlurgnar. The adventurers are now searching the building for the diary of a doctor named Alexandra Giuliani, which, she whispered, held the truth about the infection. The party had decided to begin their investigation by interviewing Aluharath, an elf who lives on the top floor. But the secretive elf and Nigel the dwarf seem to have gotten off on the wrong foot. I would never insult you. I would never insult you to your face. This really did not at all. Or your beard. This could go on all night. Yeah, yeah. We sure could. All right. Well, there. Well, there's beer room. Will you two help me get him out of here? Absolutely not. (laughs) Thanks. Ask Abramovich. Abramovich will help. Yeah, sure. Help me get him out of here. Yes. Okay, fine. Don't lay your dirty one arm on me. Okay, so they drag you out. No. No, he finally convinces me and I leave. As we're, as okay. we're outside, now we'll never be able to search this place for that diary. We didn't find it. You searched the place for the Yeah, yeah. we searched. You think we were going to take advantage of that ruckus? <laughs> uh, well, that was very smart. Yeah. I'm surprised. I should do this every time. <laughs> Let's go talk to the dwarves. So you guys go downstairs to talk to the dwarves? Yes. yes. Okay. So you guys, you guys get to the left-hand side there on the fifth floor where the dwarves are holed up. And this door uh, has obviously been reinforced with quality dwarf workmanship. Mm. So, um, like, it's it's not going to be so easy for you to Whoa. just kick through or even to Abramovich to kick through because mm. obviously a dwarf has taken his time to make this a quality Drap. portal. A natural 20 says I can. <laughs> well, maybe with a natural 20 you could, but I'm just letting you know that somebody has gone to the trouble to reinforce this door, in case you're interested. Uh, does I, want to, I want to knock on the door. Oh, okay. No. The door flies open. There stands an angry-looking dwarf with a heavy crossbow aimed at you. Um, and then, as soon as he sees oh, Nigel, he's like, Oh, I knew the day was coming. Come on, then. Let's have it out. Housekeeping. Come at me. Housekeeping. Why are we fighting? You don't look like housekeeping, lady. You're wearing leather armor, and you look like a badass. I know you're assassins. Let's have it out. Do you see? You know who Danthar is. You already got me, brother, and now you're after me. 
Your brother? What happened to your brother? You know very well. I don't know, but you do. What have you done with him, you filthy human? Calm down, you dwarf. We mean no harm to you. I cast paralysis. You Are cast you? paralysis? Sure. <laughs> mm, maybe not. <laughs> um, Maybe not. Just a question between players: Are you or are you not wearing a holy symbol of Danthar? Of course he is. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Of course he does. I'm gonna get into the front of the line to let my plate mail deflect any incoming crossbow bolts. In the you, you, you you can't. He's casting paralysis. Uh, what is it? Plus three plus the two, so five. That's what. 12? 12? Mm-hmm. Unless that is the bare minimum. <laughs> the cleric's hands and melee weapons are charged with energies of paralysis. The cleric must make a normal attack on his next round. If it if it exceeds six seed, he causes normal damage to his energy. I'm just going to cast it on my hands. Okay. Uh, what are you doing this round? Let's go ahead and roll up initiative. Roll for initiative! Kimbo North the Gnome here. While the lads set up for combat, here's a quick reminder. Although Mighty Deeds is produced dirt cheap, there are still costs associated with making the show. If you would like to support the program, go to patreon.com forward slash Mighty Deeds pod. If you'll throw a few silver smurdukes in the lads' treasure chest, we'll try to reward you by naming an NPC after you or something like that. Enough talk to battle! Okay, so... Michael, you look into this dwarf's eyes and you can see he's about to pull the trigger on this heavy crossbow at somebody. Um, And he obviously thinks that you guys are assassins. What do you do? He's also got his foot. You notice where he can like slam the door again. Would I be able to step forward to stop him from slamming the door? Like put my foot in the door like a salesman? Um, So I've kind of got you in the back. Oh. Uh, but I mean, you can move through friendlies, but you're gonna you're gonna be putting yourself in the line of fire. And you know, Jason's got his paralysis on his hand. So, okay, so he he said that you want to try to like acrobatics past him, or or be standing in the no, doorway. He said his brother. Um, he said you already got to me, brother, and now you're here for me. And Irina said, "What happened to your brother?" And he says, "You know very well, you assassins. I don't even know what you've done." I'm just a stupid elf. What would I know about doing anything with dwarves? So I'm you're going to try to calm him do down? It. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Roll your personality. Yeah, 10. 10. It's better than nothing. Roll a d4. Three. You've begun to... He, he's thinking about what you're saying. Um, Can I change what I said? <laughs> <laughs> Keep sure. the roll, but change what I said. Why would a priest of Danthar be assassinating people? Oh. But he knows something you don't. I don't know what he knows. Roll, uh, roll your luck or less on a d20, Michael. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Um, you notice he looks and sees Nigel's holy symbol uh-huh. and has the exact opposite okay. expression cross his face than what you're thinking. Okay. Like he's like, that's confirmation <coughs> that okay. you guys are here to get him. He okay. sees that holy symbol. He's like, oh, crap. Okay. So I think... On his turn, he's gonna he's gonna try to shoot you. Um, Bring it! I rolled a two, so you guys are kind of on the steps. The crossbow bolt misses you and kind of splinters into the wood behind you. Jason, you're up. I'm gonna lay hands <laughs> right on him. Yeah, I love it. Now, okay, so you step into the doorway. 
and you... So, how does that work? Because I don't need to pass his armor class to touch him. Uh, just attack a DC, uh, a uh, armor class 10. Okay. Two. <laughs> so you reach forward to, to hit him right in the head, and he, like, brings the, the um, crossbow up to kind of block your hand, and he's kind of holding you off. He's kind of stiff-arming you with the... What are you doing? He's holding it like this. Well, it's you tried that, <laughs> he and he's that. obviously... But you failed. <laughs> he's obviously I holding you off. a hard time. still on your hands at the end of your turn? I don't think so. No, when you roll that low, you have, like, one chance, I think. Yeah, I think it's only... Yeah. So you lean forward. He busts you in the in the in the face with the butt of his. Well, it wasn't good enough for you when he just blocked you. So now he hits oh, yeah, yeah, you with yeah, the yeah, butt yeah. of the no. of the of the crossbow in the face. I'm gonna veto that. Uh, Carl. Carl. I want to try and like sneak past. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, all of this going on. I think I think even though you're pretty sneaky, I don't know that you can do that in this yeah. narrow stairway. There's like Give a door. Give me one more round, and I'll let you do it. I think I'm gonna push Nigel. <laughs> You're going to kill no, the baby? Both of them just run. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to run and shove Nigel into... All of them. The everybody door. into the room. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are you going to resist this shove or are you going to go with it? I don't even know. Ah! <laughs> All right. Uh, give, me your, give me your strength check. 13. Okay. So you basically knock prone both Nigel and the other dwarf. And now you guys are all prone on this side of the door. Okay. Luke. All right. So the other dwarf is pr- uh, the other dwarf is prone now. Yes, with All two right. the two party members on All top right. of him. I'm just gonna run in and I'm gonna try to wrestle the crossbow from him. Okay, yeah, no problem. So you run in, you grab his crossbow. Now you're standing kind of over him. Yeah, you yank his crossbow out of his hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael, into the room. Okay, so you step in. God, what can this guy do? Um, he's not gonna quit though. You know, he's dwarf enough. He's going to, um, he's going to, no, don't, <laughs> no, please don't. Um, he, so he doesn't know that Irina pushed you, right? All he knows is he's trying to wrestle with you and you like threw him to the ground. You're basically on top of him, right? She's like bloody assassin. And he, he pulls a knife out of somewhere and he's going to try to shank you. Uh, 19 on the die. Right. Woo. Two, count them, two points of damage as I stab you in the kidneys. Not even a kidney. That's like a paper cut. Okay, all right. Please oh, stop okay. resisting. <laughs> stop him. resisting arrest. You headbutt him? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, 13. Okay, what kind of armor do you have on? Chainmail. Okay, so you're wearing a helm. He's probably not since he's... Well, he probably is because he's like very paranoid prepper kind of guy. So we have a helmet on helmet hit. Uh, do a D2 of damage plus your uh, strength bonus. I mean, I wasn't even really trying to do damage. Just well, What else were you going to do with a headbutt? Two plus one, so three. Okay, all right. Uh, he's still conscious. Do you give up, man? You understand I can do this all day. <laughs> we don't want to kill you. If I wanted it, you'd dead. You'd be dead right now. Please stop. You'd be at Danthar's feet. Begging okay. to come back to the light. All right. Which one of you guys wants to roll with advantage because you're both trying to talk him down? Okay. He's got the personality of, of God. Oh, that's right. He does. I do. Except for when you roll a 10 as your high. Okay. Uh, 13. Okay. Um... I'm going to shut the door. <laughs> Probably 
<laughs> Sorry, we're closed. <laughs> Occupy. Okay, but do not disturb. <laughs> It does make it does make sense to him though that you could have killed him, you know, and you didn't. Like you haven't drawn your weapon. And he's like, "You mean you weren't sent by the sure hammers?" Wait a second. What do I know? What the sure hammers are? What if I missed? No, you do not know who the sure hammers are. I mean, it sounds like a a dwarven sh- surname, but you don't know who they are. Okay, yeah, that's what I was making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I knew. Are you that man? I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even know. I just came from Barovia. I've been trapped there my never entire heard, life. Never heard of the place. Neither have I until I was trapped there. Oh, so you're not from Lurgnar? No, no. Well, I'm why just, didn't you say so? He I stands tried up. to before you put a crossbow on me and shot me and shanked me. He stands up and he pulls his knife out of your kidneys and, and he's like, come in, come in. That's I tell you what, there's strange going on in this in this place. But I, uh, me and my brother, we had no place else to go for the time being. But now he's disappeared, and I know that elf upstairs has something to do with it. Well, speaking of that, I just broke into his room, and we did an entire search of his entire place, and he doesn't have a dwarf up there. Ah, well, that doesn't absolve him of guilt, does it? I didn't say He could have hid me, brother, anywhere. I didn't say it did. I'm just saying, I know it ain't upstairs. Ah, Good, good. Uh, listen, it's too dangerous for me to leave my specially prepared area. I don't suppose you could search the rest of the building for me, brother. Of course, of course. But we got to. Do, we are on a lookout for some disease that they are holding us here for. So we've got to do a check around here to make sure that there's no disease coming in here. He pulls down his doublet so you can see he doesn't have any bruising around his throat. That's good says, on you. He now, says. You two, go and check where I do this check here. What? You're going to search me? You're going to no, search no, me, no. residence? I have to make sure that there's no way that there's rats and stuff coming in. Uh, he starts, like, scratching his chest hair, you know. <laughs> here, have you tried this beard oil? Oh, <laughs> the ultimate distraction. All right, so you guys, you guys take a look around his uh, apartment. Um, he has a even more impressive apothecary kit than Nigel does. You notice he has um, several, uh, he has like all these bottles and and apothecary stuff. Both of you roll a d20 and add your luck bonus. I would just like to point out, it's not the size of your apothecary kit, it's (laughs) how you use it. Okay, so between worlds, right? Basically, the, the, the eight cities, which is where you guys are, is basically like Germany, okay? The woman, the doctor, was basically from France, okay? From fantasy France, okay? You notice that uh, some of the bottles that are sitting there in his apothecary kit are labeled in French. Hmm. Would he notice if we just sort of swiped it? Um, you'd have to do your subterfuge. Don't you have a, a role for that? I think I actually have subterfuge. I think you might. Subterfuge, second level, plus three to subterfuge. Okay. What do I roll? You roll a d20 and add uh, your dexterity bonus, or your agility bonus, and that plus three. All right, so that's a total of plus three. That's a 15 total. Okay. Yes, Abramovich is able to... Uh, you're able to distract, make sure that the dwarf isn't looking, and you grab the bottles that are labeled in Evermensi oh. or whatever it is. Basically French, yeah. You know, for a one-armed man, you're pretty handy. 
Have you been working for on that one for three weeks? No, I just he does everything one handed. He drinks a potion, he throws a sword, he <laughs> tosses the potion while pulling totally, the sword. Totally, totally valid and possible thing to do. Okay, so you agree to help look for his brother? Yes. Do you guys leave? Is this all we found? They come back and they go, oh yeah, they give me the. Yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's nothing to find here, rubbing the side of her nose. We haven't found any rats. <laughs> Does he give me any information about whoever these assassins are? They're trying to get them. The storm or stone bearers. The the sure hammers. The do you, sure hammers. Yeah, that's it. Do you bring the subject back up? What like how do you bring the subject back yeah. up? You, you you yelled at me about being a sure a sure hammer. Oh, who are these guys and why do they have your brother? Well, you see, our father. Drelak was convicted and executed for consorting with necromancers. He was caught selling human and dwarf corpses to a cabal of necromancers near Mlurgnar. That'll do it every time. Play gonna play. Sorry to hear about your father. He was viewed... He fell one dead body and everybody hates it. He was viewed as too cowardly to take... uh, to even take the Slayer's Oath. And we were left orphans, disgraced by our kin due to our father's shame. With nowhere to go, we ended up in the slums around Spitalfield, where our natural dwarf brawn came in good use as hired muscle. Now we are small-scale racketeers, blackmailers, thieves, and thugs. Though we never target those who live in our own building. Good to know. Don't hate the player. So basically... Uh, we have been um, targeted by the... See, dwarves are all about honor in, in the world of well, Dungeon Crawl Classics. Except for you two, apparently. Exactly. To our shame. But we were forced into this life, you see, by circumstances beyond our control. And so now we're being targeted by the dwarves as dwarves with no honor who need to be... I understand. I understand, brother. Need to pay for our crimes. Yeah. And of course, the, the. You didn't choose the dwarf life, the dwarf life chose. Yes, you. and of course, the, the Temple of Danethar uh, is part of this conspiracy against us, where by no fault of our own, we have become persona non grata. I think it's grata. Right. Anyway, you're going to go find me, brother. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that dirty elf had something to do with it. I think you should go back up there and interrogate him within an inch of his life. I might. Have you tried thumbscrews and hot irons? I have. Oh, okay. Well, but you weren't asking him about me, brother, back then. You were just abusing him for being a racist. Yeah, no, no. It was a totally different. you know about the You guys are one floor above me, and your dwarf is louder than, than... than me, and that's saying something. I could hear him yelling in Elvish. And you speak Elvish? No. Oh. That's one hole in my story. Anyway, you guys are gonna go look for my brother, right? <laughs> you found the one plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna go look for him. All right. Good luck. And he slams the door as you guys walk out. And then probably turn him over to the authorities. For a and nice I person. assume you two tell us you found nothing, truly? Yes. We, Did we you didn't find, find anything? Find. Thank you. Uh, these things that look like they were written in the language of that doctor. Jason, roll a, um, intelligence check. Roll, uh, 3d6 and actually roll 2d6 and try to get your intelligence or less. Nice. Hey guys. 
Okay. Hey guys! <laughs> you immediately recognize these as uh, fever reducers and antiretrovirals that could be very helpful for people who are suffering from the bloody flux. Like, they could help manage the symptoms. Hold on. Say what? Are we outside his door still? Yeah, sure. You're on the stairs. No, knock on the door real fast. Okay. And call, it to, call to him. <laughs> he throws the door open. He's got the crossbow again, and he repeats the same speech. No, no, no. It's just not. <laughs> you what? bloody assassins. No, no, no. no, no, no. You bloody elf. No, real okay. question. When did your brother go missing? Um, like last night. Thank you. That's all I need to know. Thank you. Slams the door back in your face. Have a good day. <laughs> okay. So what were you saying? Yeah, she 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 probably brought this medicine she with her. Brought it, if she's coming in to study this plague, is what they were saying that she came yes. for. She probably brought it with her. Okay. Now she either sold it to the dwarf or the dwarf stole it from her. Okay, so are you guys going to go look for the brother, reconfront the dwarf, or take some other course of action? Uh, some other course of action for the moment. Okay. So now we have what the orphanage, the orphanage the is the only is the only place you haven't investigated. Yet. That and the, well, the, the missing the, the empty rooms that are that are empty now. There's also yes. a basement we can explore. Right, and you haven't gone into the basement. The cellar. The cellar. That's Let's go cellar. look at some of these. Empty the cellar rooms. is dark and full uh, of terrors. I don't care. Whatever. Let's go out. Was we'll he? We're here. All right, you start searching the empty rooms. Look in the empty rooms. See if there's anything in the empty rooms. Luckily, Srulam. Isn't far off. A few minutes of searching in the empty rooms on the fourth floor will turn up his unconscious form. Srulam seems to have been in a fight and is now lying in the dust in one of the abandoned rooms with heavy bruising around his neck. Uh, he's unconscious? Unconscious. Okay. He's unconscious. He's bruised around the neck. He looks like he's been in a fight. Uh, can I heal him? Try to get I mean, he's been in a fight, so he's obviously hurt from that, even if you say I can't heal the disease itself. Uh... Well, yes, but actually, no. Yeah. You start checking him over, and he wakes up. He has no fever and can be awakened without too much effort. He seems weak and dizzy, but not ill. So, yes, you wake him up. Mm -hmm. He sits up. So you guys are, like, in basically an empty room mm -hmm. in this building, and you're sitting there with this dwarf. What do you ask him? Or what do you say to him? Arr, Sirulam, we just came from your brother. We've been looking for you. Oh, oh, what day is it? I've been drunk. I don't know what day it is. It's I've Tuesday. Been, I've oh, Tuesday. Oh, I've been laying here unconscious for probably 11 or 12 hours. Well, What's that's, happening? That's a good you estimate. You, you look night. like you've been in a fight. Did you have a fight with anyone? Oh, oh it does look like I've been in a fight. The, there's no damage to my beard, is there? It's a little singed. Singed? Yes. Oh, oh. Has somebody got a mirror? Yeah, has a beard oil on me, oh, too. Oh, 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 me precious beard. It's not singed. It looks more like it got cut. I don't, I don't remember being in any fights, though. I was just, uh, you know, imbibing some dwarven spirits, celebrating the, the 64th of July, and, uh, you know, it's a yeah. holiday. Celebrating the fact that it's a Monday. And <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, you drink, you drink ah, I like this one. He understands how dwarves think. Any excuse to get plastered. Um, I don't remember getting in a fight. Oh, God, my throat is killing me. Yeah, what? yeah. 
He yep. pulls up his beard so you can see his throat. And it's all it's all blackened and bruised. He's like, I haven't got the bloody flux, have I? Oh yeah, oh, no, oh, yeah. yeah, you got it. Oh, I yeah. got the bloody flux. You got it bad. Oh Lord, oh heavens! I want to see me brother before I die. Right, let's get Help me upstairs. Your brother's been worried sick about you. He shot us with the. He's side. sick too. No, oh, no, he's just worried that you're missing. That okay, very all funny. right. Help me upstairs. Let's get him upstairs. All right, get him all upstairs right. and then. Oh, me brother! No. I know it's true. Oh, it's true. Oh, the bloody flux. Oh, go lay down and drink some chicken soup. Oh, this is awful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Traditional dwarven cure for the flu is the, beer. The, yeah, the, the dwarven it's cure all some beer. It's beer soup. Nice beer soup, which beer. is just warm beer. In yeah, bring yeah, it here. Whiskey in a bowl. <laughs> in a bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah, whiskey yeah, yeah. and some Nyquil. Put there it in a bowl. Go. That's your classic oh, dwarven. Oh, that's a classic. Just like Mama Guthar <laughs> used to make. <laughs> okay, so uh, he does not remember the fight. It's obvious that he was in a fight. Last thing he knew, he was just walking around drinking and then, you know, kind of blacked out. And now he's got the bloody flux and he was obviously in some kind of vicious struggle. Vicious? Yes. Like he's like his knuckles are all bloodied up and he's got scratches on his face and like part of his uh, tunic is torn. Like... He was in a fight with a big dog or something. Like not not like a person would do. Like there are claw marks on him. No, not Fluffy. Fluffy's okay, but a bigger dog than that. <clears throat> does he look like um, pockets? He does have pockets. In his pockets, does there seem to be a book? No thing. All right. You kind of look him over. Of course, you don't know exactly how big this journal yeah, is, yeah, yeah. but you kind of, uh, as you're pretending to help him up the steps, you kind pat of feel him, him pat bit. him down yeah. a little bit. Uh, you do not find. This diary All right. for which you look. All right. Let's go back down to that room and finish inspecting the room and then go to the next one. Oh, okay. So you, uh, yeah, you guys search the rest of the empty rooms. Yeah. Everybody roll a D20 mm-hmm. uh, and add your luck modifier. How about a 22, father? Damn. 11. I got a 20. I got a 19. Okay. So everybody except mm-hmm. uh, Albert, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you guys are in one of these rooms and uh, just kind of looking around, you know, and um, you look over and you see a pair of eyes, right? Watching you from the shadows, like close to the floor, like human eyes, right? And you're like... It's one of those filthy orphans, isn't it? And right as you say that, the eyes like disappear. Ah. What do you do? Are we all in the same room? Yes, you're all in the same room okay. together. I, I didn't know if we were like in three yeah. different rooms. No, no, the all of you... we just were in? No, you're in a different empty room... Uh, and you guys see this, like, kind of in the shadows over by the ground. What do you do? Chase it. Where does it go? Okay, so you run over there, and there is a... You run over there, and you kind of push this nightstand out of the way, and there's, like, a ventilation duct kind of thing. And it's, like, a foot and a half across. Mm -hmm. So it's too small for any of you guys to get through. Well... It would be for any man that had two arms. No. But a one-armed no, man. No, is way too big. Yeah, You're yeah. king. He's a The bulky. one-armed man is king in the ventilation <laughs> shafts. <laughs> nice. Nice, yeah. 
Well, I mean, uh, you got this whole but, 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 uh, uh, Abramovich, the rest of us are too large. Abramovich, who rolled the best, you kind of hear the scuffling sound mm, of so somebody. It definitely went in there. Of, yeah. Well, you hear him moving around in there. Yeah, there's there's some kind of little uh, shaft or ventilation system mm. in this old building. Would a svelte elf be able to fit in? Um, Do you want to get stuck in this ventilation shaft? Heck yeah, it does. I think it's like a halfling only kind of situation. Is okay. Made of metal? No. Okay, thank you. Wait a second. Okay, so I don't hear it skirting around in there, right? Uh, no, but I mean, you saw it. You, you, you're all over there. He just, he heard it the best. Give me your dagger. I'm going to tie it to Fluffy. Oh my gosh, that is perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it says here, whether the characters... You hear, uh, hear a child screaming as Fluffy. Well. When blank runs away, unless there's a halfling with the party who can squeeze in after him, this will be incredibly difficult. It will require characters to run ahead and take a gamble by blocking off exits. Blah, 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 blah. So only a halfling can fit in, but obviously Fluffy can fit in. Yeah. Yes. Well, we got to give him a knife at least. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You put out, pull out a little knife. Put a knife in his collar so it's facing out like that, like a. Oh no, he'll hold it in his mouth. No problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go okay. kill him, Fluffy. Get the cow, yeah, yeah, Fluffy. Bring the kill command. <laughs> Ah, it's a good Christmas spirit over what there. What do you say? <laughs> Give me Kaye, fluffy mucker. <laughs> okay. Um, here, here's the shot, right? You guys are all gathered around this this air vent thing, mm-hmm. right? And the camera kind of goes in a little bit, and you see Fluffy disappear into the darkness, and you hear... <laughs> and then you hear... Like, like Fluffy's barking at something. And then you hear a kid laughing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then you hear a kid cry. No, 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 no. Oh. You hear a kid laughing, and and Fluffy is still kind of barking and all this stuff. Um, so at that point, do you guys just wait there? Yeah. Oh, try and figure out where we hear this kid laughing from. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you run around. Uh, oh, yeah. Make the uh, make the uh, D twenty plus luck bonus. D, D, yeah. Mm-hmm. 15. So you had a 15? So do you guys split up? I, I think we split as long as we're hearing where we're hearing it from, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you you guys think it's coming from different rooms and you guys head off into different, different rooms, but Nigel lucks out and he comes out and you look into the ventilation shaft in a different empty room, right? And right in there, you see this little kid playing with Fluffy, oh. right? He's got Fluffy and he's kind of scratching Fluffy behind the ears and Fluffy's like licking him on the face and oh, all this kind of stuff. No, Fluffy, stop me! <laughs> you traitor! <laughs> I feel like you're not very good at this, Fluffy. <laughs> He's not come, Fluffy, come! How dare you use your evil magic on Fluffy? Okay, so he goes running back. He takes off through the through the air vent, disappears. Oh, we know where you're going, kid. We know where you're going. <laughs> okay. All right. So none of the rest of you find the kid. Do you guys go to the orphanage? <laughs> yeah, we go to the orphanage. Okay. Listen here, madam. What kind of orphanage you're running around here? Kids running in air vents, using their evil magics on my dog. Annika runs an orphanage that spans half of the second and third floors of Spitalfield. 
the intervening ceiling of the floors has fallen in some time ago. The walls and floors inside the orphanage are peeling and heavily damaged, but are otherwise clean as Annika works hard to keep her children in good standing. The orphanage has a kitchen where Annika and some of the older children cook, a nursery where a half dozen toddlers and babies sleep, and a dormitory where the older kids live. Annika herself lives in a corner of the nursery and sleeps in a small cot. She will not take kindly to anyone questioning her about her kids. So you guys enter the orphanage and it's a big, um, it's like a big open space, right? With all these different little shelves and areas and ladders and there's kids sleeping here and there's a nursery over here and there's dirty diapers over here. So So she sees you guys and she's like wiping her hands on her dirt. You guys got the picture of her, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, uh, she looks like she never skips arm day in that picture. I don't know if you noticed. She's, she's, she's a little beefy in the biceps in that picture. So she comes forward. She's wiping her hands on her, on her apron. And she says, oh, well, what do you all want now? You know that one of your kids is running around in air vents around here. I don't take kindly to you questioning my kids. I didn't question your kids. I told you where, where, what's happening with the kids. There was no question in that at all. They're good boys it and girls. statement. I can see that you've really, you really like to get things off on the wrong foot, don't you? Well, he's doing that. Yeah. Can I just sort of like talk to the kids? No, you can't talk to my no, kids. I'm not going to ask her. Well, don't anybody I, talk to these strangers. Get out of here. I thought I'd read them a story. I don't want you, I don't want some strange elf reading a story to my boys. I'm not a strange elf. And girls. You are a strange elf. You're a racist human. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. so everybody's being a Except Irina, who's oh, trying to be nice. Here is beautiful. You're doing great work with these children. We saw the musical number. I have to applaud you. Okay, so so you try to get the others to leave so you can talk to Annika alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she can kick them all out. I just. Yeah, I yeah, okay, yeah. right. So she kicks them all out. Roll oh, your sick. roll your personality check. All right. Uh, so she still, since you came in with them, she still has a look on her face like. Don't try to pull a fat. Don't try to butter me up, sweetheart. It's kind of the look on her face, right? For the amount of children you take care of, this place looks fantastic. I look to Nigel. Yes. And in the elven, I whisper, let Fluffy loose. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are outside the door now. Oh, the door is not closed yet, though. Let Fluffy loose. Take out the Fluffy. Go find him again. He's in there somewhere. You can sniff him out. Find your little master who put that spell on you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Throw him down. Let him go. Okay, so of Aww. course, Fluffy runs to the nearest kid and starts getting belly rubs. Aww. Like, runs up to the guy and, and you know, yeah, yeah. lays yeah. down on That's her back like Missy like used to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and you start getting belly rubs from him, and you guys are outside the door. <laughs> I just want to protect my poor children while we're under this quarantine. It's terrible. How am I going to feed them all? The reason why we came over here is because we were, we're looking for something, but also I wanted to see about making a donation. Could you go over that lengthy process with me? <laughs> oh, so you're trying to just distract her so somebody else can do something. Yes. Yeah, I'm just going to go in at this point. You're going to burst through the door? I mean, he was already talking to her, so... I through mean, the door, yes. Yeah, I'm going to open the door. Okay. She's like, get out of here. You don't belong in here. Yar, my dog is in here, and I'm going to go and come in and get him. Okay, get your damn animal and get out of here. Hey, watch your language. Kids. So anyways, when I go get my dog. Yes. I go over to the dog. There are kids around it playing with it, I assume. Yes. He kicks the kids. No. <laughs> I look at the kids and I go, 
You know of a kid that runs around in the air vents because I got a gold coin if you can bring him to Ooh, me. okay. Because normally they wouldn't talk to strangers. Right. So I, you, you pull out a gold I coin. I got a shiny, a shiny gold. Silver okay. Shekel. So I want the two of you guys. Yeah. You're trying to distract her so Nigel can do this, sure. right? Sure. Okay. Give me personality rolls. I rolled a 17 on my on my personality check. All right, so you guys are distracting her, and you are trying to talk to these kids with your with your gold coin. Yeah, you just want to read them when you give a mouse a cookie. <laughs> uh, so one of the kids says to you, you're talking about Trinity. Oh, yes, I, I guess so. Loser. Did they come and live here? Yes, Trinity lives here, but, but he goes through all of the air ducts and stuff, and he, he steals things. Oh. Can you... Can you get me to him or him to me? I gotta make it. Hey, you know what? Just because you've been so helpful, I hand him the gold coin. Yes. Got another one right here. <laughs> like more kids are starting to gather around I'm you. I'm just saying, anyone that brings me this trinity, I'll give you five of these. So I don't care how you bring them to me as long as they're alive. <laughs> So so the camera cuts back to you guys, right? The camera cuts Because when you give a mouse a cookie, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it then will go for milk. <laughs> so, See where it's going? <laughs> so you guys... The camera cuts back to you guys, right? And you're like helping her do dishes and you're entertaining the kids and, and Abramovich is back there and he's like lifting the kids up and, you know, showing them feats of strength. And then like in the very back of the background come four kids and they've got a kid like hog tied between him and he's like got duct tape over his mouth. Lord he's of like, the fly. Yeah, Lord of the Fly. He's obviously been beat within an inch of his life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they come dragging him in and they throw him down at the door. Feet. Thank you. And I go and I leave with the kids. <laughs> you just take Trinity and leave? Yeah, me and the dog. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Okay. Sure, why yeah. not? Yeah. We go to the empty room. Yeah, yeah. I un undo his mouthpiece, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Listen, kid, I ain't trying to hurt you or nothing like that. In yeah. fact, anymore. <laughs> He's obviously terrified. He thinks, you know, In fact, you're going to sacrifice him to the dark gods. Oh, no, no, no dark gods. This is a thing of death. There were good people. I just need to talk to you. And you could have fooled me. Yeah, you charmed my dog. I don't like take kindly to that. But anyways, I'm going to heal you up. So I heal him up. How did a, how did a butthole like you end up with such a nice dog? Mm. Do you really want to know? It's a long story. <laughs> so so the camera comes back to you guys, and then it comes back to him. So then we're going down the hill, and the kid's like untied. He's sitting there eating sandwiches with you. <laughs> and you're telling him the whole story about the dog. Make the peanut butter I, I grab the rope, and I swing up. <laughs> Do you like my party hat? <laughs> You're having oh, tea with all story. the little girls. Oh, yeah. I'm reading the story of the, of the hat, the story of the party hat. Do you like my party hat? Yes, I like your party hat. Yeah, well, wasn't that a great story? They have a little, they have a little uh, tea set that's all yeah. chipped and stuff. Okay, so the kid has the diary and, uh, oh, and uh, gives you the diary. Sure. And then, uh, you know, the, it cuts back to Abramovich and, you know, all the kids are taking the swords out of his belt and running around with them. Because <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, his whole golf yeah. bag is yeah. empty and each kid has a broadsword. <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay. So he gives you the book. Mm -hmm. So now you have the diary of the doctor who is critically ill with the bloody flux. Because the boy had it? The boy, yeah, while the doctor was half passed out, he snuck into her room, he opened her bag, and he grabbed the first thing 
he saw in there, which was this diary. And he took off with it. Later, a dwarf apothecarist also went in there and took some healing tinctures, some, some medicine stuff out of the same bag. So now you've re-stolen <laughs> the uh, medical supplies and you have acquired the, um, the journal. But the journal's written in French, right? Oh. I speak French. You don't, but um, you guys talk to some people in the building and find out the reclusive elf on the top floor speaks French. Oh, he is going to speak it all right. We are not going to get anything done tonight. So, yeah. So, so what you're supposed to do, Ooh, to, you're supposed to find out about the missing medicine, talk to the dwarf. The dwarf's like, I won't give you the medicine until you rescue my brother. You go find his brother. You bring it back. You get the medicine. You find out about the journal. You get the journal. <laughs> you can't translate the journal. So then you go talk to the elf because you didn't have a reason to go talk to him before that. You go talk to the elf and he translates the journal. Well, I don't know. We still saw most of the content there. We yeah, you did. Little, it's just, it's just, order. it's just a little out of order. I mean, it was much more fun the way you guys did it. Um, when in doubt, kick the door down. Did anybody leave on good terms with him? Just Nigel? I don't even know because... because he, you mean Albert? Albert? I'm sorry, Albert, yeah. I don't yeah. know because he had to go in and be all muscly angry. Yeah, but then you talked and to him afterwards, listen, didn't you? I tried to calm everything down, yeah. We didn't leave on bad. We no, yeah, he, he did talk me into leaving. Well, we so. did yeah. ransack through his stuff. But he didn't know that. Yeah, but he didn't know that. Um, so, 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 Nigel... Goes Albert. back up. Albert. Albert. I'm sorry. Nigel's a dwarf. Albert O goes back up and talks to him? Yes. Okay. So he lets you in. You guys talk about how obnoxious dwarves are. Mm -hmm. Of course. Once he finally settles down, he'll read the diary, often chuckling to himself about the good doctor's witticisms and the frailty of humans. Eventually, he finds the relevant passage and blanches to an even paler shade of white. He explains that Dr. Giuliani suspected, quite emphatically and with plenty of reasoned evidence, the presence of a vampire that uses the crawl spaces in the walls to move about. Even more so, she believes it must be layering within the building itself, which results in um, a the elf. That's him, yeah. Yeah. Exclaiming that it must be a veritable, it must be in the veritable labyrinth that is the basement. Could wishes the characters the, the basement first? <laughs> yeah, right? Wishes That's what the, I'm saying. He wishes you the best of luck before kicking you out and barring the door. Those listening closely can hear the elf drawing weapons and barricading himself inside his penthouse. Wow, if him. we had gone to the basement first, that would have been even more incredibly derailed. Yes. And then we go down the right passage and we find the vampire. I think it's him. Adventure over. And according to what we he just told us, she suspects that this vampire is the patient zero of this blood flux thing, bloody flux? Yes. She um, she thinks that the, re the way it's being transmitted is instead of being bit by a rat oh. or a rabid dog, people are being bit by a vampire who is a carrier of the bloody flux. And so the blood exchange occurs when, when she's feasting on people. Can I go to, we need to go back to the dwarf. Yeah. And see if we can find marks. Yes. Yes. We need to do that. Yes. We, Nigel, roll a D20 and add your luck bonus. I was going to say, 
going to say, should we Actually, you get advantage because you know what you're looking for. I got an 11 on the die, plus 3, that's a 14. Yes. You examine the the one dwarf brother, and looking more closely at his bruises, you do find the a, like a puncture slash kind of situation from a vampire. Oh. And that's a, that's a, that's a, that wasn't memory. That was right now we're down there with him. We're talking to him. Yeah, you go back there. Yes. They let you in. You examine <clears throat> him again. In Elvish. Him. We need to tell him. In mm-hmm. Elvish. All right. Mm-hmm. Look at you. And go, how long does it take him to turn? Well, Ooh. Van Richten's journal says okay. is they have to bite him three times right. on three successive nights. Because he would know what right. I yeah. Did, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Albert, roll uh, plus your intelligence. What's going to happen? Whoa, 15. 15, okay. Um, so you examine the wound, mm-hmm. and from reading Van Richten's journal... He wrote a lot about vampires, and one of the things he has a whole chapter on is how they basically go through life stages, right? When they first become vampires, they're basically these feral, uh, out-of-control killing machines. Like the the boy, like the, the son. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And then as time goes on, they they get, they get more powerful, but they also get more self control and become more normal. Sports car, get a younger girl, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, right. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grow a goatee. Um, <laughs> a soul patch. Yeah, yeah. Soul patch. <laughs> oh yeah. Grow a soul patch. Get a sports car. Get a younger girlfriend. Um, the the and and their bite becomes more like the like the puncture wounds from the hammer films okay. as they get older this looks more like a ragged kind of attempt <clears throat> to kind of get at some of this guy's blood you're thinking it might be a younger vampire okay gotcha. a less a less advanced vampire okay all right. So this probably wasn't an attempt to turn. It was a more of an attempt to feed. Yes. And you so, think so. That's good. Okay. And you guys... The only thing bothering him right now then is the bloody flux. Yes. Okay. Um, so you guys go, you check the Do doctor. To- Doctor's got the same thing. Like you find the you find the marks mm, on the doctor. Uh, we too. are going to make sure that the dwarf brother who isn't infected mm-hmm. knows what's going on with his brother so he doesn't get bit again. Make sure... Yeah. Keep him inside because... You see these right here. You got a vampire problem. A vampire? Yeah, a vampire. And it's already bitten your brother once. Oh, Lord! Two more times, and he's going to turn into a vampire himself. Give me your holy symbol of Ravenkind so I can protect him. You don't even know I have it. <laughs> okay, give me your holy symbol <laughs> so I can protect me, brother. Um, I'm a, you don't need a holy symbol. Use that gonna crossbow. going to go murder him right now. But what you need to do you is... You just told me to protect him from getting bit. Take yeah. that crossbow. Crossbow. Wooden bolt into Shoot heart. Into the heart. Okay. Thanks for scaring the sh- the snot out of me. Now go take care of this vampire in the basement. Obviously. Okay, you guys go down to the basement. Combat time. I'm you ready to, the I'm ready to chew oh, gum and tank hits, and I'm go. all out of gum. <laughs> <laughs> give me uh, as you guys as you guys go into the. You're going this way. Okay, so give me a basement the, uh, marching who order. The, who has the anti-vampire nightlight thing? He has that. I have a glowing sword. All right, well. I don't care. Whatever you okay, want to do. Okay, let's do it. The basement of the tenement building is a foul place where folks stopped going decades ago due to the quagmire below leaking through the floorboard. 
Now, heaps of old laundry, festering ancient mattresses, crate upon crate of spoiled goods, loose rusty nails, and all manner of awfulness creates an absolute maze for the unwary. To add to these perils, an insane vampire stalks between the stacks, fascinated and terrified by all the changes inflicted upon her. To determine where the vampire is in the maze, the characters are required to perform a very hard track test. Oh, Lord, you've got a tracker with you. Use your Witcher senses as you guys start going through the maze. What is this considered? Urban? Okay. Can I give it a shot? I mean, I've got a plus five to wilderness. Tracking? Uh, Tracking wilderness, specifically. Um, I'll let you roll with disadvantage. Fair enough. Oh, a two and another two. Okay. Uh, Told you, 22. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Twenty-two twice. <laughs> uh, Carl, give us a D one hundred. Roll two ten-sided die, one for the tens and one for the zeros. Is this a random encounter table? It is a random trouble table. Aww. Oh, uh, okay. Um, who's got the lowest luck? Not I, for sure. Uh, me, for sure. Uh, okay, you kick up a cloud of dust, stinging your nostrils. Uh, make a uh, DC ten. Fortitude saving throw or sneeze loud enough to draw trouble. Uh oh. Oh, just sneeze. Fail Can I purpose. use that roll that did jack earlier? <laughs> You're 19. In the last adventure. Yes, you hold in your sneeze. God. Okay. No, what I gotta roll? Roll a uh, roll your. No, you're good. You're good. Fortitude. You passed. All right, roll your next tracking test. Okay. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's correct. Roll another D100. You know what? There's got to be a better way. 87. Now, this is the whole climax of the adventure. Oh, here. I'm sorry. Cool climax, bro. Oh, boy. Rotten boards. The boards are soaked through with old sewage and rotted down to almost nothing. In this place, it's decompo- <laughs> decomposed to exactly nothing. A character must perform... I'm going to give this to Luke because he's in front. Yep. Um, so that would be a DC 16 reflex saving throw. No way. No way I'm going to make this. Mm-hmm. That's a five. No. That's a five? And new. Okay. And with my bonuses, that's like a six. Okay, nice. Um, where was I? Uh, or fall through the floorboards into the festering mud around the foundations. If the character is wounded in any way, it immediately takes a festering wound, which you didn't. Uh-huh. Uh, additionally, you suffer negative three to all uh, personality checks for two weeks as you can't oh. get the stink off of you. Okay. Yay. Everybody roll for initiative. Roll for initiative! Gibbo North the Gnome here. While the lads set up for combat, here's a quick reminder. You can help spread the infamy of Mighty Deeds by rating us and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you use to listen to the podcast. All those who do will gain one point of permanent luck and the possible favor of Sezrakan the Man. Enough talk to battle! All right, so you fall through the floorboards, right? You fall uh, maybe 10 feet. You're okay, okay. though, because right. you, you just fall into mud. Oh, okay, but, but it's you're not like, like deep sewage or anything. Mud. It is. Yeah. It's like it's like almost like quicksand. Like you're already Dude. up to your knees in filthy mud. Can you hear the... It's yeah. poop, Dude. Luke. Yeah, it's sewage. Dude. Okay, you fell into sewage. Unfortunately, you immediately uh, see all these red eyes Uh-oh. in the distance. And swarms of rats are closing on your position. Carl, really you look down through these rotting floorboards. You see your barbarian down there, and you no see problem, I got this. these swarms of movement coming it's towards fluffies. them. Can I yell what do you out do? Of order? 
You sure? Am I going to take a festering wound it's if I take any damage chance. here? Oh, heck no. yeah. Of course I Hold am. Hold on. That's Use your mace, barbarian. Oh, yeah. Use your mace. <laughs> oh, yeah. Terror. It's not your Terror. turn. Well, you did what say. did you do? Is mm-hmm. there any way I can throw a rope down and pull him up? Yes. Now, the danger is, just like on ice or something, figuring out how, right. for, how far you can go on the floor before you're going to fall through, too. Oh, right? can I just... Throw a rope from all the way back there? Yeah, I, have a I love it. I love it. Okay, so you throw a rope down there. You don't have to roll anything. Oh, yeah. You see this You see this rope come down kind I get, of... I get myself you don't get to do anything yet. Oh, of course not. Of course not. Of course not. What is a uh, holy sanctuary again? I think that does something where I can... Make it. I think it uh, allows me to cast it on a place and then it's protected so evil can't come in or they're getting minuses. Uh, cleric invokes a place of sanctuary where he and his allies are safe from harm. Uh, range self or more. Self or so more. So it would just depend on where I hit it. At. Instead of reading all the results, why don't you just go ahead and cast it and let's see what happens. Right. Dun, 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 dun. What's happening, Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my weapon. That's, uh, that's a failure. All right. Uh, my turn. Swarms of rats close um, in on Abramovich. Are you sure it's yes. your turn? Oh, I'm sorry. Your your turn. Go. Ooh. Mm. If I, how far down is he? You're saying ten feet. Ten feet or so. Yeah. Can I, like, if I reach down, could I touch him? Um. Ten feet or so. He said. Yeah. I mean, he's not that tall. Can I see the rats? Uh. Yeah. All right. Let's let me hands him. All right. It's a 12. Single bust of fire strikes one target within range for 1d3 points of damage. Perfect. Uh, it's a one point of damage. But he's on fire now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. So fire damage next turn. Does the rat Does the rat swarm get a festering wound? <laughs> That's super funny. Of course not. Of course not. It just takes it. one rat it's dies immune, and then the rest of It's immune to disease. Of course. No. He's using an area spell against a swarm. This is perfect. This is what you do. Uh, yeah. All right. Now they close in on him. Yeah. This one's the one that's on fire. That's even more spell. terrifying. Right? A flaming rat swarm. Just <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can see him. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> you can see him. You can see your fiery death coming towards <laughs> you. Man, <laughs> flaming rat Ooh, skull I can, just I can, right in front of you. Oh, my God. I could, I could, uh, I could uh, kill that rat. Use my great cleave. Right. <laughs> True. All right. If only so. Turn. Here's here's the problem. It will be the swarm rules we're using. They don't have to at- make an attack roll. They're just swarming all over you, biting you. Cool. You take. That's not right. That's cool, man. Love it. Well, I mean, they're swarming all over him, man. I mean, how's... When they come in contact with each other, they all catch fire? <laughs> yeah, don't it's they? Like a That's fire. not in the I'm spell description. Like fire tornado yeah. of rats. And they don't care. Okay. I, you, take, movie. you take five points of damage, but mm. you, need to, you need to save versus festering wound. Yeah. Uh, it's only a DC five, so roll three DC five fortitude saves. I have a plus four, so, I mean... Oh, you have a plus four to fortitude saves? Heck yeah, yep. I do. Oh, you dirty dog. <laughs> All right, fine. Five damage, you said? Yes. I did. Oh, no, what will I do? Right, I okay. Points. Cry, what you're going to do? All right, cry. I'm going to have to 
come up with something better. Oh, oh what's what's the monster in the uh, trash compactor in the first Star Wars? It's gonna pull him under. Yes, yes. Yeah, I got to do that next that is round. Disgusting it's, as crap. Carl, you're up. It's Luke's uh-huh. turn. Oh, uh-huh. oh yeah, I forgot you all the way there at the end of the initiative order. What do you do? Can I, I mean, get uh, both of those two on my right uh, with my uh, Mace of Terror? Read the description. Doesn't it do like everybody in 30 feet? 30 foot radius. All right. Yeah. No, no, no. We, don't do, we don't do cones in this game. I'm about to say, there's no way they've done a cone with a mace. I'm sure I can't grab the, like, just hold on to the rope. And yes. The same time. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, you can yeah. wrap it around. Yeah. yeah that's as, what your, I'll say. as your wrap move action, as your move action, right. you wrap the rope around and your arm. I, terror! The, the, the mace is dark and full of terror. <laughs> okay. What do I do? What do I do? DC fifteen. Uh, something. Probably will, will save. save. Yeah. Will. Yeah. DC fifteen, or they are one dice down, or something. Uh, frightened of you for one minute. While it's frightened in this way, a creature can't willingly move towards you, and it is one dice down on all action dice. It doesn't matter because it just deals damage. Doesn't right, but if they're not willing well, they're going to have to move away from you. Yeah, if they're not willing to move towards you, they can't. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, oh, they that's can't true. Swarm. That's true. I'm at negative two on will saves. Oh, that's what is it? Fifteen. So I need a seventeen or better. Oh yeah, a fourteen, not a fourteen, a and a two. <laughs> All right, everybody, mark a point of experience, Woo-hoo. and actually mark three points of experience for your whole investigation stage. So four total. Irina pulls them out. They take off. Boring, boring. <laughs> okay. Try. Ugh. No festering wounds. Try. I know, right? Ah, that's the worst. I I mean, well, it's you and your filthy fortitude saves. If, oh, yeah. If I had known that, I would have sent something meaner after you. Yeah, right, right, right. DC 20 fortitude save. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't mean to be rude. I would have sent the rat god you after want, you. We can just skip the whole tracking thing and we can fight yeah. this vampire another way as well. You do realize that when you add that word, but you're you're taking back what you just said before. So yeah. I don't mean to be rude, but <laughs> oh, editing, no. I'm editing going these, to be rude right now. I specifically now. meant it that way. Yeah. Editing these podcasts, I've realized how often Jason says, I don't, I don't mean, mean to be rude, rude but, but you have the face of a butt and smell like raw sewage. It's always, it's always, I don't mean to be rude. I try and get him with the old, I'm being nice, and then sucker punch him in the face. All right. Yes, Mr. You guys track the vampire to its lair. We're running out of time. It's oh, almost okay. nine. No more tracking? You guys track the vampire to its lair? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, we track it somewhere else. Let's roll up fresh initiative. (laughs) Roll for initiative! Gimbo North the Gnome here. While the lads set up for combat, here's a quick reminder. Have you ever wished you could see the maps, handouts, artwork, and epic tabletop terrain from the lads' adventures? Well, now you can! Simply follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MightyD'sPod. Enough talk to battle! Okay, so we rolled a fresh initiative and nobody moved The same initiative order. The vampire's lair is hidden against the wall in the twisting labyrinth that is the basement of the Spittlefield tenement building. It has a small, broken, polished mirror into which she can often be seen staring, wondering where her reflection has gone. And a large stash of candles, though no way to light them, nor need to use them in the dark. She sleeps on a pile of soiled and bloody sheets stolen from some of her victims. In one corner are broken and grime-covered cooking utensils set up in a mockery of a fine noble kitchen. Uh, If the characters manage to sneak up on her, which they didn't, immediately turns feral like a rabble wolf. She's threatened if characters treat her kindly. (laughs) 
They don't know my group. All right. So you, you guys give us a chance for stealth. Or no, kindness. you weren't trying to stealth. You were just trying to track her. So you're using your Witcher senses, right? Sure. And you finally spot uh, the 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 footprints and the smell in the air and all this stuff, and um, you you push through this kind of a tarp that's been turned into kind of like a curtain, and like as soon as you push in, the vampire looks up, but much to your surprise and horror, there's not one vampire. Horror. But two! Yay! Yay! Woo! We're gonna have to go to the real fast, please. Carl! As you push the sheet aside, both vampires turn and look at you, and their faces are all horrifically vampirized. The second vampire to make it harder? No, it's. Uh, I was already planning on doing that. Oh. To make it harder. To make it harder? <laughs> it's not in the adventure, but based on your level and the vampire's abilities, right. you guys would kill one vampire by itself so quick, it's like not even... All right. Can I make it to about here? And your really? horse is in there dead. Of course. <laughs> and they're eating his corpse. Can I make it to about here without using up my action? Mm, no. Um, you can kind of get into the room, like probably right about here, and then... I'll go here and I will shoot the stake. Right. Medium rare. This yep. one. Uh, this one is in range. This one is minus two. So it is 14. 14 misses. So the stake flies at it and it kind of glances off of its shoulder. Jason, you're up. And I scream, what constitutes a stake? <laughs> These are genuine Hawthorne steaks, vampire killing steaks. Yes. Well, I pull out the nice little holy symbol of Ravenkind. Before you use the holy symbol of Ravenkind, listening back, I think there was a miscommunication between me and you uh, during the fight against Strahd. Okay. While presenting the holy symbol, you basically can take like a half action. So you can move or attack. Right. But not both. Right. Okay. Okay, I'll move up into the room, you know, some... Because I don't know what the range is. <laughs> Wherever it I'm at. Falls over. Fall prone. Okay. Fall prone. I don't care. The holy symbol flies out of your hand. I'm holding it the entire time. Yeah, and it falls down into a drain, into the sewage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a dwarf's beer. You never spill it, even I never let go of it. So I hold it up, present it, and say to these dang dirty... Blood drinking swine, your days of feasting upon the living is done. Back to hell with you. And then uh, they're uh, frozen for 1d10 rounds. I get a saving throw or something. Uh, It says, when presented against vampires, however, it flares with light of the sun for 1d10 rounds. Vampires cannot move or attack while a medallion flares. The sunlight ability of the medallion can only be used once per week. All so right. suck it, you're frozen. Roll, your D10. Roll that D10. This is critical. One. Eight. Eight. Oh my Eight. God. <laughs> Again, five vampires would have been the magic <laughs> number to try and slow us down. Eight fly under attack. That's not even our thing. Okay. Yeah, they're frozen for eight rounds. So okay, them, guys. And you guys kill them, <laughs> and we'll find out what happens next. Next time on Mighty Deeds. <laughs> Done, <Yeah. dead> <laughs>
Mighty Deeds is a production of the Murfreesboro Murder Hobo Old School Gaming Association. We're playing Dungeon Crawl Classics from Goodman Games, set in Fritz Leiber's World of Nawak. Original music is provided by yours truly and by Joey Hodge. You can check out more of his music at joeyhodge.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for more Mighty Deeds. <laughs>